0: الحمد لله حمدا كثيرا طيبا مباركا فيه كما يحب ربنا ويرضى اشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله الناصح الامين اللهم صل على نبينا محمد وعلى اله وصحبه اجمعين ومن تمسك بسنته الى يوم الدين ثم اما بعد الحمد لله على نعمة الاسلام all praise and thanks belong to Allah for guiding us to Islam and for guiding us to the Sunnah حدثني jamaatun من الشيوخ باسناد عمر بن دينار عن أبي قابوس مولى عبد الله بن عمرو عن عبد الله بن عمرو بن عاص رضي الله تعالى عنهما أن النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم قال الرحمون يرحمهم الرحمن يرحم من في الأرض يرحمكم من في السماء وقال العلماء ذلك بأن العلم رحمة In this tremendous hadith, the Prophet he said that Those who are merciful, they will be shown mercy by the most merciful Be merciful to those who are in the earth And the one who is above the heavens will show you mercy The (coughs) ulema they mentioned, they said this is because knowledge is mercy The results of knowledge is mercy here in this world And the in results of knowledge is mercy in the hereafter we continue going over the tremendous book by the great scholar the great imam imam an-nawawi rahimahullah ta'ala that being the 40 hadith of imam an-nawawi we have reached the 24th hadith this hadith is a hadith that has some size to it, it is longer than many of the uh, many of the hadith that are contained in this collection of forty some odd hadith. Bithilahi Taala, we will go through it, taking our time, bit by bit. Wa wa assalam. So it may be a number of classes while still dealing with this particular hadith again, so that mm-hmm. we can take our time. No. Okay, six, so, Allah must are, it. supposed to be, yeah, yeah. my <laughs> Yeah, taking our taking our time and going through it, Insha'Allah ta'ala Taala, uh, so that we can get the benefits. Yani, bit by bit, Shayin fi Shayin. This particular hadith is on the authority and Abi al ghifari رضي الله تعالى عنه. أن النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم فيما يرويه عن ربه عز وجل. This hadith is a hadith where the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم he narrates, he narrates صلى الله عليه وسلم on his Lord عز وجل. أنه قال that he الله Ta'ala he said Ya ibadi. O oh, my slaves, O oh, my servants إني حرمت على That verily I have prohibited oppression upon myself I have prohibited oppression upon myself <inaudible> And I have made it between you prohibited And I have made it Amongst between you prohibited that oppression it is haram فلا تظالموا. so do not be oppressive do not commit acts of oppression do not oppress one another Nam Allah Ta'ala He says goes on to say in His Hadith Hadith Qudsi Ya Ibadi O my slaves kullukum All of you are astray Except for the one who I have guided All of you are astray Except for the ones whom I have guided So ask and seek that I guide you And I will guide you So seek my guidance and I will guide you Ask that I guide you And I will guide you Ya yeah. ibadi O oh my slaves Kullukum jai'un All of you are hungry Illa man Except for the one who I have Given food to Except for the one who, whom I have fed Fasta so ask that I feed you and thus I will feed you. Nam seek that I give you provisions and I will provide for you. Ya Ibadi, O oh my slaves, Kullukum O oh my slaves, all of you are naked, without clothing. except for the one whom I have. Provide for them clothes. So seek and ask me to provide you with clothing, and I will provide you with clothing. يَعِبَادِي O oh my slaves, إِنَّكُمْ تُخْطِئُونَ وَالْنَّهَارِ O oh my slaves, verily you commit sins night and day. You commit sins at the night time and you commit sins in the daytime. jami'a, and I forgive all sins. And I forgive all sins. Lakum. So ask for my forgiveness, and thus I will forgive you. Ya ibadi O my slaves, innakum lam O my slaves, you will not reach the point or the level where you can harm me. You will not reach the point where you can harm me and thus you commit harm unto me. Walam naf'i nor would you reach the point where you can benefit me in any which way, shape, and form, and thus, you benefit me. Ya ibadi. O my slaves, law anna awalakum wa akhirakum wa insakum wa jinnakum, O my slaves, rarely if the first of you and the last of you, the human beings from amongst you and the jinn from amongst you, kanu ala atqa minkum, if you are upon the heart of the most righteous person from amongst you, meaning that if all of the human beings and the jinn, all of them were, yani, equal to the most righteous and the most, yani, the one who had the most taqwa from amongst the human beings and the jinn, Mazada ذلك في ملكي that will not increase my dominion anything. That if all of the human beings and all of the jinn, they all were as righteous as the most righteous person from amongst them That will not increase my dominion in anything In any which way, shape and form Ya Ibadi, O my slaves O oh my slaves, verily If the first of you and the last of you The human beings from amongst you And the jinn kind from amongst you كانوا ala قلب رجل minkum If they were upon If they were upon the most evil and corrupt heart, if the first of mankind, the last of mankind, the first of jankind, the last of jankind, they were all equivalent to the most evil and corrupt individual from amongst the human being and from amongst the jinn, that will not decrease my dominion in anything. That will not decrease. ...my dominion in anything. Yeah, ibadi O my slaves, law anna awwalakum, wa akhirakum, wa O my slaves, if the first from amongst you and the last from amongst you, the human beings from amongst you and the jinn from amongst you, واحدن, if they all were to stand in one valley... Uh, يعني, uh, and, they, and they and each of them were to ask me And I gave every single individual what they asked for And I want you to ponder upon this If all of mankind From the first human being to the last human being From the first jinn to the last jinn All of human beings, all of the jinn If they were to stand in one plane And they were to ask me and I answered and gave every single individual what they had asked for. It will not decrease my dominion anything except the like of the decrease of the needle if you poke it inside of the water. If you dip the needle inside of the water and you bring it out, that's to the extent that yani it will yani you know the decrease will, will take place. How much water is gathered upon the needle if you put it in the water you take it out? Right? You can say tens amount. It's nothing. Very little bit. Very, very extreme little bit, right? But yeah Ibadi. I want you to reflect upon that. Now inshaAllah ta'ala we'll come to the point when we come to it, inshallah, Ta'ala. But just Allah Allahu Akbar Allah Ta'ala goes on to say in his hadith, Hadith al Qudsi, Ya yeah, ibadi, O my slaves, Innama hiya a'malukum. Verily, it is not but your actions. Uhhsiha lakum. And I preserve them for you. It is not but your actions, right? The total sum of our lives is nothing except. The sum of our deeds Accept the sum of our deeds And then I will pay you in full for them I want you to reflect upon this too Inshallah ta'ala we'll come to each of these sentences when we come to them But I want you to reflect upon that All my slaves It is not except but your deeds. And I will preserve them for you. It is nothing but your deeds. The sum of our lives is not except but our deeds. And I will preserve them for you. They won't be lost. Whatever good that we have done, we will see it. Whatever evil we have done, we will see it. It is recorded. And then... Each and every one of you will be paid in full for what they have done. فَمَنْ وَجَدَ Whoever has found good, فَلْيَحْمَدِ Then praise Allah. وَمَنْ وَجَدَ And whoever has seen other than that, نعم, they have seen other than that, فَلَا إِلَّا Then let him not blame anyone save himself. Whoever sees good, then let them praise Allah, and whoever sees other than that, then let them not blame anyone except themselves. The fault is theirs. It is their fault. Hadithun sahih, rawahu Muslim. This hadith is authentic, and it has been collected by Imam Muslim. So again, the hadith is on the authority of Abu Dhar al-Ghifari. And it is collected in Muslim and the text of the hadith, uh, the meaning of the text of the hadith is as we have just heard. This hadith is tremendous and it requires, like all of the hadith that are contained inside of this 40 hadith, it requires from us that we reflect and we contemplate deeply over the meanings of it and we ponder and we ponder again over the meanings of this particular hadith. This hadith, Bila شَكْ ريب, As every hadith that has come inside the 40 hadith of Imam al Nawi, therein are kawaid, there are principles, principles by way in which we live our lives in accordance to them. And it's of extreme importance that we realize this because we find in this particular book of the 40 hadith, principles as relates to our aqidah, our creed. We also find in this... Book of 40 hadith principles as relates to our minhaj, our methodology. Likewise, we find in this tremendous book of 40 hadith principles that are connected to our ibadah, to our worship. And likewise, we find in this uh, tremendous book of 40 hadith principles that are collected to our character, our mannerisms, our suluk. Because it is incumbent that we are upon... Because يعني, we have to be upon the sunnah of the Prophet If we were to spell it out, we have to be upon the Qur'an. The sunnah of the Prophet wasallam, As understood by the Sahaba. We have to be upon the way of the Prophet wasallam, of the Sahaba And those who follow them in good. From the praiseworthy generations. The first three generations. We have to be upon their way. We say this. But what is meant by that? We have to be upon their way in what things? We have to be upon their way in what way? We have to be upon their way as relates to our creed. Our belief. Our aqeedah. So we have to be upon their way. Aqeedatan. In aqeedah. So we have to believe like the Prophet and of Sahaba believed. Naam. Our creed has to match what they were upon as relates to creed. Our creed is taken from where? The book in the Sunnah, as understood by the Salaf of this Ummah. Naam. طيب. What else? And our minhaj. Aqidatan wa Our minhaj as well. Our methodology it has to be in compliance with that which is taught in the Quran in the Sunnah of the Prophet as understood by the Sahaba. Naam. So our methodology has to be upon this way. Likewise, our ibadah, the manner in which we worship, how we worship, the forms of worship, naam. It has to be in compliance with the Sunnah of the Prophet. It has to be in compliance with the teachings of the Quran. As understood by who? By the Sahaba, by the salaf of this Ummah. Naam. Is that it? Is that only it? Inside of our aqeedah inside of our Minhaj, inside of our Ibadah, and then that's it for Hasb? No. But also Sulukan inside of our character inside of our mannerisms right so we have to have good character we have to have good manners now this is from what it means to be upon the sunnah is that an individual they exhibit and they display and they illustrate the mannerisms that are taught where in the quran in the sunnah as understood by the salaf of this Ummah, our manners have to be on point period Our manners have to be on point So it is a must that we remember this Because unfortunately you have individuals who forget this point They concentrate on the others and they forget this point But as we know To focus in on Something To the neglect Of that which also you must focus on Is blameworthy We have to focus in on those things That we are required to focus in on Now We have to pay attention and concentrate on those things That we are required to pay attention to And to concentrate to This is the only way It is not allowed for us to to Neglect this For that That makes sense But we want it all Because remember this hadith is telling us Allahu ta'ala is telling us here in this hadith إِنَّمَا هِيَ أَعْمَالُكُمْ That verily إِنَّمَا وَإِنَّمَا مِنْ أَدَوَاتِ الْحَصَرِ إِنَّمَا the, From those words that are used to identify a restrictedness Something is restricted right? like, like in the hadith إِنَّمَا الْأَعْمَالُ بالنيات, That verily actions are only by their intention It restricts it It restricts an action And to يعني, what a person will be rewarded to Based upon what? The intention it's restricted to the intention If the intention is good Then the person is eligible to be rewarded If the intention is bad Then the person is not eligible to be rewarded If the intention is for Allah yani, Let's be more specific Then the individual is eligible to be rewarded If the intention is not for Allah Then they are not eligible to be rewarded <inaudible> Actions are but by their intentions And that everybody will have Only that in which they intended. So it's restricted. إِنَّمَا <إِخْوَة> Allah Ta'ala, He says in the Quran. Again, we find this word again. Inna, The believers are what? Are only brothers. نعم. The believers, we are brothers one to another. Only the believers are brothers in reality. نعم. So the believer, that kinship that is based upon belief is stronger and it trumps the kinship that is based upon blood because who are the only real brothers al mu'minuna ikhwa verily the believers they are brothers so again when we see this word inna it identifies a restriction that something is being restricted so when allah ta'ala says in his hadith al-qudsi inna hiya a'malukum that verily it is only your actions right in other words what we say it's only about your actions that's it It's only about the action when we say the actions Of course this means what? The, 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 the intention The action Whether it was Sincerely for Allah In compliance to the sunnah And the Prophet, So on and so on. This is what is intended by it Right? It's only about the actions Why you did it How you did it Who would you do it for? To the end of it Did you excel in doing it or not? Was it good? Was it evil? Was it from sunnah? Was it from bid'ah? That's what it's about That's what it's about, and that's what's going to be either rewarded or punished as relates to it. What we put forward here in this world. So when you hear the likes of these ahadith and so on and so forth, then this points you to what? You have to have good character. You have to interact with individuals in a manner that is just. You have to give everyone who has a right their rights. Because this is from good character. So you have to be good to your parents. Because from good character, is that what? Um, uh, Again... What's the underlying principle in good character? You give to everyone who has a right, their rights. Because this is what good character is. And when you do not give the rights as they should be given, then this is an indication of bad character. So when you're disrespectful to someone... And you're supposed to be respectful. This is an illustration of bad character. Why? Because you're not giving that person their rights. When you're disrespectful to your parents, then this is a trait of a person who has bad character. Why? Because you're supposed to be respectful to your parents. oppression. You see? Putting things in the wrong place. Right? So it is incumbent and it is a must that what? That we implement in every affair of our life that we give the right to the one who has a right and the right that is first and foremost that we have to establish is the right of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that's the right we have to establish if a person does not have good character with Allah then they cannot be categorized as a person who has good character period they could be nice to human beings they can be nice to animals, they can be nice to the roadways so they don't litter and they pick up litter and so on and so forth. But if they commit shirk and have bad character with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then they don't really have good character. They can't be categorized with having good character. Na'am? No. A'la This hadith, is Sheikh Abdul Muhsin, he mentions, he says and the statement that in his statement on the authority of the Prophet صلى and that which he has narrated upon his Lord now, this statement هذا من al this is from the Ahadith that are Al- Al-Hadith Al-Qudsi. Na'am. in this articulation this phrase uh, al these are from the phrases by way in which they identify a hadith that is a hadith that is Qudsi, now this phrase and that uh, narrated upon the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam in that which he has narrated upon his Lord, ومثلوها, and also another phrase that is similar to it that you may run across inside of the ahadith is the statement, Allah <clears throat> That Allah azza wa he said in that which was narrated upon him by his messenger, sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Wal hadith al-Qudsi, the hadith that is qudsi, huwa, it is, ma yusniduhu Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam ila rabbihi ta'ala. It is that which the prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam, he narrated upon his lord, subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is the hadith that is qudsi. The hadith that the Prophet Sallallahu he is conveying to us what Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala has said. Na'am? He is conveying to us that which Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala has said. And he says that this is what Allah said. Na'am? And the Prophet Sallallahu he tells us, he indicates to us that this is what Allah said. And it utilizes the first person pronouns that go back and refer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So for example, when Allah ta'ali says, That is a first person pronoun that Allah ta'ala that refers to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. who slaves? Allah's slaves. So Allah is saying, oh my slaves, then who's being addressed? Who's being spoken about? Yani us, the slaves of Allah. Who are we slaves of? We are Allah's slaves. So Allah is saying, oh my slaves. This is what is uh, yani, uh, understood and meant by this. The first sentence here, the first sentence here is what? Toluhu. Is Allah Ta'ala's statement. Ya'ibadi. O oh, my slaves, is Allah who a statement? O oh, my slaves, Now Inni ala nafsi O my slaves, I have made oppression haram upon myself. <inaudible> and I have made it between you prohibited. <inaudible> so do not oppress. Do not commit oppression. Do not commit oppression. وظلم, oppression, and this is what you want to write down. Oppression موضعي, is that you put something in other than its place. This is the definition of oppression. موضعي, is that something is. Place in other than its proper place, that something is misalloc- misallocated. And this is oppression. So if we had to see the connection between this and between good character, then we know oppression is from bad character, right? Because we put something in other than its right place. Now, nah, we put something other than this right place. So, oppression is from bad character. But what is the greatest oppression? Sure. Shirk. What's the proof? What's the proof that polytheism is the greatest oppression? Because, see, it's, yeah, the oppression is translated as oppression. But it's important that we understand what is meant by it. That we understand its definition. The definition of it is, is that what? Is putting something in other than it's right place. That we take something. And we put it. where it does not belong. This is what? Thulm. This is dhul. And we said that. Polytheism. Shirk. Praying. Making du'atu. Slaughtering in the name of. Other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So on and so forth. Then this is polytheism. And polytheism is the greatest Dhulm. What's the proof? In surah Luqman Allah Ta'ala informs that Luqman told to his son what? Inna la That verily polytheism Is the greatest oppression The greatest what? Dhul He's translated it as oppression right? When we hear oppression We may understand We understand something from oppression right? But but in the English language when, we, when you say oppression It has certain nuances and connotations That may not give you The proper understanding Right So when you say that verily polytheism Is a great dhul And what is dhul? What's the definition of it? You tell me Wrongdoing, Wrongdoing or what? We put, we put things in the wrong place So for shirk Is the greatest Putting of something in the wrong place Because what is misappropriated What's put in the wrong place rights of Allah. The rights of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Which is what عبادة. The ibadah is put in the wrong place The ibadah is supposed to be for Allah When the Christian prays to Isa When a Christian prays to Jesus They take The ibadah that belongs to Allah And they put it where To Jesus So now the ibadah is in the wrong place It, it, it doesn't belong to Jesus doesn't belong to Isa, عليه It belongs to Allah, سبحانه وتعالى. طيب. When the Christians pray to the saints, right? Whoever the saints are, you know, they uh, they pray to the saints, they are putting the Ibadah where? In the wrong place. Because the ibadah the doesn't belong to the saints, Do, does it? It belongs to who? Allah, سبحانه وتعالى. طيب. When the Sufi Praise to the saints. Right? They're taking the ibadah that belongs to Allah and they're giving it to who? To their sheikh. To their saints. To wali so-and-so. Wali such-and-such. Naam? They're taking the ibadah and putting it in the wrong place. It belongs to Allah. They're giving it to, we say, Bedoui or whoever. From their, quote-unquote, awliya. They blame yourself. Like they can't blame the people who they worship. No, they can't blame the people they worship. They have to blame themselves. Na'am? like when a Christian comes, they can't blame Isa, والسلام, because they prayed to him. No, Isa didn't teach them that. Jesus did not teach them that. But Jesus taught them to worship Allah subhanahu wa taala. Huh? Isa, alayhi he called the people to la ilaha illallah. He told them to worship Allah. Subhanahu wa ta'ala They didn't listen So and they prayed to Isa anyway They didn't listen to him They won't listen to Paul Who come later Paul Who was upon shirk They won't listen to Paul So you can't blame Isa No that's their fault That's their fault Now, now, these, now this is in the case of what? Of the true righteous people Who taught their people to heed, But then people still turn around and make shirk to them but some of them Sufi, Awliya, Mashayikh, so on and so forth, they are to blame because they tell their people to worship them. Now I want to make that clear. Tarot. Yeah. You have from the, from the Tawarit. They tell their people to worship them. They tell their people, they teach their people to seek blessings from them. Huh? They teach their people this. Some of them will let their people rub upon them, wipe their sweat, wipe their bodies with it, wipe their spittle, and so on and so forth. Really, this is to the extent of their foolishness. So these individuals, no, they don't get a pass because of what they have done. So it's their fault. It's their fault and the fault of those who pray to them. Because the Quran is clear. The Sunnah is clear. The way of the Sahaba is clear. La ilaha illallah Islam is clear If they didn't understand that uh, That's a problem It's clear It's here It's clear They're in clear contradiction of La ilaha illallah Ma'am? So they're in trouble Ala kulli hal This zul Putting something in the wrong place The greatest zul Is shirk Hands down There is no zul Worse than that Ma'am? And Allah Ta'ala has prohibited oppression upon Himself. So that that which belongs here, Allah Ta'ala, He will not place it somewhere else. Everything is placed in His right place. And this is Adil. The opposite of Dhul is Adil. And the definition of Adil, justice, فِي موضيع. Is that everything is put in its proper place. This is justice. And Islam is a deen of justice. It's not a deen of equality. No. No. Why? Because equality is not justice. Do, do you understand this? The West, obviously, because what they are upon is built upon you know, the, the, the philosophy of the Greeks. And the Greeks are kuffar Kufar, Right? Let's just be okay. What they built their philosophy and mind state upon of, of this equality that they're calling people to is, is, is a con, is a scam. It's not real. No one who truly has an intellect could accept it on, on the way in which they put it. No one who truly has an intellect could accept it. I'll give you an example a person who commits a crime. They are in their right state of mind, intelligent, have a working intellect, they're intellectually sound, and they commit a crime. And they get caught. That from justice, we're going to punish that person accordingly. That's from justice, we punish the person accordingly. Now if a person is mentally insane, they're intellectually challenged. They have mental disabilities, right? They suffer from retardation. They commit a crime. They steal something. From justice, we deal with what? With them accordingly. We deal with them accordingly. Which often is to do what? to take no action because they didn't know what they were doing. They took the candy bar and walked out the store, right? From justice, we're not going to punish them for that but equality says what everyone has to be treated the same equality says everyone has to be treated the same is that fair of course not so we treat the child who is little child The same way, and a little child meaning they have not reached the age of discernment nor puberty, we're going to treat them the same way we treat an adult? Of course not. Because what? That's not fair, that's not just. But they say equality. It's a scam. Because even they at some levels realize you can't apply this across the board indiscriminately. So they have laws for juveniles, they have laws for Adults, but wait, I thought it was equality Right, they tell you The man and the woman are the same The man and the woman are the same in some things Because that's what our dean teaches us The man and the woman, they are the same in some things But then there's a difference between them And when there is a difference We don't try to make it the same No, there's a difference The man has his role, the woman has her role they say no, it's equal. But is it? Can it really be? Men, genetically, are, are, are they the same as women or are they different? They're different, but not the same. The upper body strength of a man, is it the same as the upper body strength of a, of a woman? No. It's not. It's different. If you were passed out because of smoke inhalation, and a fireman busts through the door, do you want the male fireman to carry you out, or do you want the woman firefighter to carry you out? Right? More than likely, the woman firefighter, she cannot pick you up by herself. Might need two, three, maybe four. You know, some of you, know what I mean? Hello, Adam. But the point is, is that what, they're not the same. When we look at a lion and a lioness... Do we say oh they're the same? no, this is clearly a lion you see his mane you see he's bigger he's more muscles he's a, a bigger animal the lioness she's ferocious let me not take away from 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 her qualities right they'll hunt the animal down they'll kill the animal but when the lion come up to eat, they know okay back up let him take his and that's what they call it the lion's share right because the fitrah realizes there is a difference. They're not the same. So to try to lie to people and to tell them, no, there is, everyone's the same, and this is from being progressive, then we say, no, this is a lie. You're going against what, what you know is not even accurate. You're going against the fitrah. You're going against good intelligence. You're going against common sense. Of course everyone is not the same. And that's why Islam doesn't call to, uh, what do you call it, quote-unquote equality. No. Islam calls to justice that everyone is dealt with accordingly, appropriately. Justice. Now, ala kulli hal. Oppression, putting things in the wrong place, is prohibited. Right? So, taking people's rights, withholding rights from people, that is prohibited in Islam. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us over and over again that this is prohibited and that he will not do this to the human beings. The Shaykh, he says that Allahu Ta'ala, he has prohibited oppression upon himself Ma qudratihi alayhi kulli Allahu Ta'ala, he has prohibited oppression upon himself even though Allahu Ta'ala, he has the ability to do it in anything he wants. It is Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. Right? He is not questioned, but we will be questioned. Allah Ta'ala, he does what he wants. But Allah Ta'ala, he has told us he does not oppress, he will not oppress us. Even though he has the ability to, if he wanted to, he can do anything. But Allah Ta'ala, he does not oppress the human beings. فَلَا So there will never be oppression from Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. There will never be a misappropriation of rights from Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. Kamali adlihi. Subhanahu wa ta'ala, due to the perfection of his justice. Allah's justice is perfect. Right? And what's, and what's justice? Hmm? Justice is what? or shay, fi, mahali. That you put everything in its right place. You put everything in its proper place. You give the rights to those who have the rights Everything is put in its proper place What is some proof that Allah Ta'ala He does not oppress anyone Allah Ta'ala He says in his Noble book And Allah Ta'ala He does not want oppression uh, For the slaves Allah does not want oppression For the slaves نعم. Allah does not want this Allah does not want this, and that's why Allah Taala He made it haram, nam. As, as it can be found in Surah Ghafir, verse thirty Waqal and Allah Taala He says, وَمَا رَبُّكَ بِظَلَامٍ لِلْعَبِيدِ and Allah and your Lord and and your Lord He does not oppress the slaves, and your Lord does not oppress the slaves. This can be found in Surah Fussilat. And it's verse number 46. Waqala Taala And Allah Ta'ala says, La nasa And that Allah, He does not oppress human beings in any which way, shape, and form. He does not oppress the human beings at all. Allah does not oppress the human beings from humans and jinn at all. And this verse can be found in Surah Yunus, verse 44. وَقَالَ تَعَالَىٰ and Allāh Ta'ālā He says إِنَّ اللَّهَ لَا يَظْلِمُ مِثْقَالَ ذَرَّةَ Allāh Ta'ālā He says in Surah An-Nisā' verse forty and Allāh does not oppress even the similitude of in, uh yāni uh, a small grain or an atom. Yeah, Allāh does not oppress. Period. وَقَالَ ta'ala, and Allāh Ta'ālā He says وَمَن يَعْمَن بِالصُّوَالِحَاتِ وَهُوَ مُؤْمِنٌ Allah Ta'ala he says what it means. And whoever does righteous good deeds, and they are a believer, they either believe in man or believe in woman, then they are not to be scared of any type of oppression in any which way, shape, and form. Because see what? Men and women are the same in the sense where, or in the case of, when they do righteous good deeds, then each of them will be rewarded. If they ask for forgiveness Each one of them will be forgiven bidnilahi ta'ala. Naam Jannah is equal opportunity Likewise, if they want to destroy themselves The hell, equal opportunity They want to destroy themselves They can destroy themselves Allah Ta'ala has given them the yani Free will They can destroy themselves But if they want to strive for good then they, then they have the ability to strive for good Just like the man has the ability to strive for good So on and so forth Okay? So if the in man or believing woman they will do a righteous good deed, they don't have to worry about being oppressed in any way, shape, and form. The Shaykh explains what is the meaning of this ayah. Know what they know do know what they worry for. How The Shaykh says, Meaning they they don't have to worry about their good deeds being decreased. Nor will they have to worry that their evil deeds shall be increased. Now, in other words, the shaykh says... Oh, meaning that they will not carry the weight of somebody else's sins. They will not be held accountable for what someone else did from sins. That makes sense? They will not be held accountable for someone else's sins. Their sins will not be artificially increased. Their sins will be what they did. Nothing more, nothing less. Their good deeds will not be lost. You see the favor of Allah ta'ala upon us? The good deeds that we do, they won't be lost. They won't be decreased. But it was never said that they won't be increased. Did you catch that? The good deeds that we do, they won't be decreased, but they are subject to be increased for from Allah Ta'ala's bounty. So the hasana, the and thaliha. So the good deed is is, is according to what to ten of its like, all the way up to seven hundred. And then Allah Taala He rewards any beyond that to whom He pleases. Okay. This is as it relates to the good deed. So for the good deed, Allah tally gives you more out of His bounty. But the bad deeds that we do, they're only counted up upon us for what one. You do a sin, counts for one sin. That's it, just one. Not going to be increased, just one. You did one, one. If you ask for forgiveness, then a good deed will wipe away that sin, and now that becomes zero, nothing. It's gone, like you never did it. It's so Allah's bounty, right? But those sins that you don't make you don't ask for forgiveness, they stay in your scroll of of evil deeds until you meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You're only gonna find in there what you actually did. That's all you're gonna find in there, what you actually did. It's not gonna be increased at all. Okay? And this is from the bounty of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Kamal and the negation of zulm in these verses, then this confirms and affirms the adl of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The negation of zulm in these verses, it confirms the perfect and yeah, the complete and perfect adal of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala okay so again thulm is what what's, what's thulm to put things in an improper place so these verses they negate that Allah will put things in an improper place and they affirm and confirm what the perfection of Allah's adal and what's adal Putting things in their proper place. How else? Do, how else are these typically translated? That what? 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 What is negated is what? The typical translation. Vum typically is translated as Rumble. oppression. Oppression, right? Right. Like, so oppression is negated. Big dudes. yani, in these in these verses, which by default you have to confirm is opposite. And the opposite is what? Justice. justice. And Allah's justice is what? Perfect. Complete. That's what this shit, he, uh, uh, he mentions. He says that it affirms the perfection and completeness of the... <laughs> he says is that it affirms and confirms the perfection and completeness of Allah's... Justice naam, Of the justice of Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala Wa qala Ibn al-Rajib In, a, in a, The great Imam Ibn al-Rajib He brings in a nice point here Fi al-ulum al-hikam Wa kawnuhu Wa kawnuhu Yani khalaqa Af'an al Bad Wa fiha dhul بالظلم, يفعلها, يفعلها he says is that the fact that and this is a good point for you know, the doubt that may come from the shaytan is that and the fact that Allah has created the actions of the slaves. And from the actions of the slaves is oppression. It does not necessitate nor does it mean that Allah is to be described with oppression. Just like the general bad deeds and heinous things in which the human beings do. They are not, Allah is not described by them. Allah is not described as committing or Allah Ta'ala is not described with the evil that the human beings they do. But rather, this is what Allah Ta'ala has created and what he has decreed. And Allah Ta'ala is not described except by what his own actions. And he is not described it due to the actions of his slaves. Allah Ta'ala is only described by his actions he is not described by the actions of the slaves themselves inna af'al ibadihi because the actions in, uh uh of ibadihi wa the actions of his slaves then this is what allah ta'ala he has created what allah ta'ala he has decreed and he is not described anything from it Because the human beings have been given what? Free will So we have been given the ability to choose between this and between that To do what is good or do what is evil To pick and so on and so forth So what we do Is what we have done and what we have committed Allah Ta'ala Is not described In accordance to what we have done But Allah Ta'ala is only described By his actions وَإِنَّمَا يُصَفُ بِمَا قَامَ بِهِ مِن صِفَاتِهِ وَأَفْعَالِهِ وَاللَّهُ أَعْلَمُ But rather, Allah Ta'ala, he is only described in accordance to what he has done, Allah Azza wa Jal, and according to his uh, uh, attributes and his actions, and Allah Ta'ala knows best. And then the Shaykh, he says, وَقَدْ حَرَّمَ اللَّهُ عَلَىٰ عِبَادِهِ and Allah Ta'ala He has prohibited oppression Upon his slaves So a person Is not allowed to oppress Themselves You see We are the ibad of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And Allah Ta'ala He keeps reminding us of this In this hadith al-Qudsi That every sentence it starts with Ya ibadi, O my slaves Every sentence it starts with O my slaves Reminding us That we are the property of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So we are not allowed to oppress ourselves. Personally say, well it's me. I do what I want to myself. No, you you do not. You have to interact with yourself. In the manner that Allah ta'ala has commanded you to interact with yourself. You have to treat yourself the way Allah commanded you to treat yourself. We're not allowed to oppress anyone including ourselves. We are not allowed to oppress ourselves. We are not allowed to oppress ourselves. And we are not allowed to oppress others. The other. Does that mean the believer? Only? No. no. Does it mean the believer only? We are not allowed to oppress the believer. We're not allowed to oppress the disbeliever. We're not allowed to oppress, allowed to oppress a human. We're not allowed to oppress an animal. Right? We're not allowed to to oppress insects. We're not allowed to oppress anyone. But we have to interact with every individual based upon the guidance of the Quran, the Sunnah, as understood by the Salaf of this Ummah. That's how we interact with everybody. So how do we interact with each other? Based on the teachings of the Quran, the guidance of the Quran, the Sunnah based upon the fahm, the understanding of the Salaf of this Ummah. How do we treat the Kufar? Based upon the Quran and the Sunnah as understood by the Salaf of this Ummah. The Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he dealt with the Jews. The Jews lived in Medina. Did the Prophet Sallallahu was he rough and tough with them? Mean to them? Didn't talk to them Rough and harsh with them No But he dealt with them accordingly He dealt with them accordingly Now put everything In his proper place So they were from the Jews They would come and they would speak with the Prophet And he wouldn't turn them away He wouldn't yani, uh, uh, Deny them His attention But he would listen to them They would ask him questions He will answer their questions they would give him food, he would eat their food. So on and so forth. He would do business with them. Right? And if someone interacted in a manner that necessitated that they be dealt with differently, then he dealt with them differently. Whether or she put everything in his proper place. Whether or you put ease in the place of ease. And you put harshness in the place of harshness. This is what we learned from the deen. Right? So it is incumbent that we have that balance. Because justice is not that we're just always nice. Just like it's not that we're always mean. Right? Sometimes you're nice and sometimes you're not, you can't be nice. So when it comes to the murderer when it comes to the murderer who has committed murder and he's a murderer right? Eligible for capital punishment. Then what do we do we take the murderer out to eat and, 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 and give him uh, rewards and presents and, 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 and give him gifts because he's a murderer? We say well done you really killed well. Wow you killed a lot of people. Pretty good job. That's, that's what we're supposed to do? No. We don't be nice to the murderer. The murderer is to be killed. The murderer to be executed. Why? Because that is what is proper as relates to him as an individual. It's not to be rewarded for committing evil. He's to be stopped. And if that stopping means executed, he's to be executed. So that's a degree of harshness. So people who come and try to say that there's no harshness in the religion, this is not correct. There is harshness in the religion when it's supposed to be applied. But is that the general rule? No. It's not the general rule. That's applied when it is needed. That's applied when it is needed. When it what? When it benefits. That's applied when it's needed and when it benefits. So the early matter they say. That we lose, that, that we use gentleness when gentleness benefits. And we use Roughness when roughness benefits. That makes sense? But the origin, what? Is the origin harshness? No. The origin is gentleness and ease. And if we have to be rough, then we'd be rough. So it's very important that we understand this balance. Because to put harshness in the place of gentleness, this is not. Putting everything in its proper place. This is not wisdom. And to do the opposite also is not wisdom. So to be hard when we should be easy is not wisdom. And to be easy when we should be hard is not wisdom. That makes sense. And then the Shaykh goes on to get into the next sentence. Where Allah Ta'ala Oh, my slaves, all of you are astray except for those who have guided. But with you're not a taffy, we wa a a alihi we have wa Qadar,